When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah! No sleep today, but it's another day with Clinton Yates. How you feeling today, my friend? I'm very well on this Tuesday, sir. A lot of yeehaw. <laughs> We're ready to do it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of twos going on today. A lot it's of twos, bro. Two twenty-two twenty-two. So yes. uh, this is exciting. Like I, you know. I love doing the show with Slee, obviously, but there's always a, a certain element of getting to know somebody new that you haven't gotten Absolutely. to know very well. And, and and I found out that you're a you're a palindrome guy today. This is this is interesting <laughs> to me. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm a palindrome guy. Yes, palindromes <laughs> are one of the few things in the language that everybody like. You don't have to be smart to understand it. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those word games that doesn't require. It's not like. I don't know. Wordle is a big thing that's going around now. Word games are fun. Palindromes are fun word games that exist on their own. My favorite is obvious race car. Well, ra- race car is a good one. Yeah. Rise to vote, sir, is a full sentence that's a palindrome. <laughs> okay. Right. All right. How I about that really, one? I was not really prepared for that, but palindromes <laughs> are strong, you know, and uh, I think especially ones that involve numbers are even better. It's like It's like two for one. It's great. Well, I, I picture you uh, having like three children, one named Hannah, one named Otto, and another one named Bob. Like, I, I just, I, I figure that this is Bob. the Bob Yates, Hannah Yates, and Otto Bob. Yates. Or, or Bob Yates. I would love to see what the ancestors say when I write down on a birth certificate, Bob Yates. On this day, Bob Yates was born. If that person, if I had a kid born, you know what? The only way that this would happen is if I had a kid born on palindrome day, that feel like that's a must. You have to provide a palindrome name if you're born on a palindrome date, no? Are we better with Hannah and, and Otto than we are Hannah with Bob? And Otto, you seem to- Bob Bob's not gonna work. <laughs> I can't deal with Bob. Bob is hilarious, but Bob is not gonna work for me. But I do think though that all the people that are getting married today and like trying to have babies today, like because this is the one day in their life that this is going to happen and they're going to be able to talk about it for the rest of their lives. Good on you. This is fun times. <laughs> All right. Then. I got one more full sentence of palindrome. I, I don't all know right. why I remember these things the way I do. This makes no sense, but they're all real words that strung together or don't make a complete sentence, but I like it. You ready? Yes. Go hang a salami. I'm a lasagna hog. <laughs> that is a, that is a palindrome. Okay, Taylor, so immediately, I immediately isolate that for a drop. Okay, that, that that needs to happen. Whenever he starts talking about food, just hit that, right. and so we know that's what's going on. That's funny. Go hang a salami. I'm a lasagna hog. Is uh, is the perfect palindrome. So if, if there are any other good ones, go ahead and, and throw them to us on this yeah. Tuesday, two twenty two twenty two. I know that the station had uh, something out this morning. Uh, Yates about our, our favorite duos, whether in, okay. in LA or outside of LA, and the sports kind of lends itself to tandems along the way. Sure, I'm I'm I am looking forward to hearing what you have to say about this because your LA history obviously runs deeper than mine. Who were the duos that you thought of growing up as the best? And I am based on my view of your favorites. Well, the first one that came to mind is an is an easy one for me because it was right when I really started to pay attention to this stuff, right when I was mm-hmm. emotionally invested in all of this. 
And it was Magic and Kareem, right? Yeah. That, that when, when I was – when Magic and Kareem started playing, I was 10 – Right. Okay. So when and, and that's like the perfect age and you don't quite know. Right. You don't quite know what you're looking at when you're 10. They're just the team that happens to be in your own backyard. Sure. They just you. And by the way, in 1980 or whatever it was, you don't get to see them all that often. You you that's would true. see them, You'd read about them in the newspaper. You would maybe see them once a week. Maybe not often. And you'd listen to him on the radio with Chick Hearn and everything else. But for me, in Magic and Kareem, that duo is right at the top because of the age. And then the other one is a Laker duo, too. It's Shaq and Kobe. They're well, just that's right on the heels you. of those guys. Okay, so they're definitely behind, in your opinion? Just for me, it is. For and age, I, yeah. It, age and nostalgia, right? It, right. It, by the time Shaq and Kobe came around, and because Shaq and Kobe ended badly, it, it left a certain taste in your mouth with it, right? That it didn't end the way they – Magic and Kareem ended. Kareem was just done. He just, he, you know, right. I, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna play basketball anymore. Shaq left angry. Kobe was upset that, you know, he ran him off. the whole The whole thing just ended unsatisfyingly. It, it felt like there should have been more championships. It felt like there was more meat on that bone to go get. And because those guys couldn't get on the same page, we lost out on it. I see a theme developing here. There felt like there should have been more championships. The guys win three, and it feels like there should have been more. This is the L.A. lifestyle. But I will ask you this. <laughs> two, two on two, which is a good form of basketball, popularized mm-hmm. in the movie White Man Can't Jump in Venice, where I live. I think I might take Shaq and Kobe. Just saying. Hmm. Yeah, like you know. Actual I, I think- basketball. You know what I'm saying? If they're playing two-on-two, and I hate this argument, the one-on-one, whatever, whatever. But two-on-two is a reasonable form of ball. You know what I mean? Two-on-two, I'd probably take Shaq and Kobe. I I just don't see. Unless Shaq and Kobe were trying to, you know, choke each other out because they were arguing over who gets to shoot the ball. (laughs) Magic and Kareem (laughs) would have been okay passing it back and forth to each other. Shaq and Kobe, no, no, you took the last one. I'm taking this (laughs) one. I'm taking this one. No, they they probably get on each other's nerves. But that two, they were a force, man. What a duo. What a duo. No, it, 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 basketball is the duo, right? Like, they're, they're, for football, I mean, maybe you could have, like, a Stafford Cup thing that's going on right now. But football sure. doesn't really – you know, Montana Rice, there, there's a few that exist. But and people don't it's not like really, catchers. It doesn't really lend itself to people that. Don't like, Gary, people don't like catchers enough for a battery to be a pitcher-catcher combo to be anything anybody really cares about. Maybe a middle infield combo. That might be one for you. Well, see, okay, so my first instinct, one, two, two, 22, or two, 22, 22 – was because the duos, right? But the very first thing I remember talking about just tandems, and this is, I guess, a double tandem. You're talking about a middle infield combination. What about that Dodger infield of the 70s where you had Ron Say, Bill Russell, Davey Lopes, and Steve Garvey? Those guys were together Pretty for strong. basically 10 years, a couple Pretty of do- uh, duos along the way. They had a couple of good sets of guys out in the outfield, too, in the 80s. They had like four guys hit 80 homers, I mean, 20 homers that year. Dusty Baker was part of that group, so. Yeah, Dusty, of- Reggie Smith, they had a they yeah. had a bunch of guys that could get that going for sure. Who? What about you? What about what? What are the ones that come to mind for you? I'm trying to think about this. I mean, when I, I this is this is very inside. I mean, and I think about. I mean, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen to me are probably like the duo when I think of excellence of the first two people that come to mind. Jack and Kobe's mm-hmm. there, and I'm, I'm not some huge Jordan or I mean, I you know I didn't like Jordan any more than any other person. I'm not one of these stands. I don't. I mean, I own one pair of Jordans. You know what I'm saying? Like, but <laughs> Jordan Pippen. I mean, I'm just trying to think of the iconic ones in the NBA. Stockton and Malone is almost like 
It's almost like if there was a brand name for what a, little, a duo should be. A little too it, Utah for my taste. I, no, 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 don't get me wrong. <laughs> but what I'm saying is I can't stand either one of those guys. Let's be clear about that. But if there was a brand name for what a duo should be called, like a Stockton to Malone would, would sound mm-hmm. like that's like the name of the brand on the box. You know what I'm saying? Even if I don't necessarily <laughs> care about the different flavor. Like the, just the way that rolls off the tongue is what I think about. I'm trying to think of who else. I think of football sometimes when I think of guys linking up. I think of Aikman and Irvin. Those are a couple of guys I think of. When yeah, but those are the like, triplets, right? You yeah, I know, but like, I do think of them differently because just in the passing game, I don't know. Duos are kind of tough. You're right. And when you get off the basketball it, court. It's a basketball thing. It, it, it is feels a basketball because thing. Because for a long time, until what, maybe the last eight or nine years, maybe, maybe even a little bit less than that, two was enough. You, you needed two guys, and then you yeah. needed a team around those two guys, and now it feels like you need a two-plus. Like, you need two, two-and-a-half, maybe even going three. That's why the Lakers tried to throw Westbrook in there, and Harden was in Brooklyn, and it just they started going for trios instead of duos. For those of you who play spades out there, we call two and a possible is how you call that when you've got two books and maybe one. <laughs> if, it, if it breaks right, then you get, a, you get a possible. But, yeah, Westbrook has been a possible that did not work out in the spades game. That is the NBA season. The, the crazy thing about the duos uh yates is that ad and lebron was supposed to be one of those they yeah that when they got together in that first year they punched their ticket they get it done and it's okay this is perfect because you've got the the guy in lebron you've got a guy who is still the best player in the league and feels like he's going to be it for at least a little while longer and oh by the way you got the next guy who's getting ready to come and and, and grow into the role of best player on the team and it happened one season. And, and since then, that out. duo has been a bust. Yeah. Splash Brothers, another duo. They're obviously great. Yeah. I don't know. Are we considering them a duo? Have they established themselves as a duo, or do we need to show respect to Draymond? I think you Does do. Does Kevin right? Durant get in there? I feel like the nickname no. alone gives them duo status. <laughs> no, no. They, they, Never show they, respect they, to Draymond. Is that what you're saying? No, no. Draymond yeah. is in there for sure. I, I, okay. Draymond's been there for the whole run of Definitely. greatness. He's been not only there, he's been integral to what they've been doing. But KD, they were successful before. They're successful after. Maybe not quite as successful, but I don't, I don't think so. I, I'm, I'm fascinated by the, how quickly the AD and LeBron one went sour. right? Well, that, that, I mean, that, and now it feels like we're just about towards the end of the line. AD's hurt again. LeBron's chirping like crazy. It just feels like we had that for five minutes and it went up in smoke. It's it was it was never you know the du- the the duo the duality if you will it just didn't develop you know availability is half the issue here it's not even about them playing and not figuring it out they haven't even been able to do it and it's it's unfortunate too because I don't think that I hate to say this but like this could have worked and Westbrook was just the wrong move like imagine if. I mean, I, I, there's a couple of things that could happen. I don't want to get off all into this, but like, if they just kept Caruso and maybe got DeRozan, this could have been a team. I realize that's luxury Look, tax territory, I'll go a step but like, further. it was available, you know, and they just didn't do it. I don't even know if it had to be the DeRozan move. I mean, DeRozan obviously is a great player, and he's having right. an unbelievable season, but I agree with you on Caruso. What about just Buddy Heald and KCP? Well, you know that that because those seem to be the pieces that are not on this team. For the light, and I, I don't want to relitigate this entire thing. No, I, but, I know. But the, the the whole idea of Russell Westbrook, and I'm I'm not. This is not an I was right, and I want to keep running this flag up the pole. But it was so obvious. It was so obvious that this was a bad idea. That Russell Westbrook has never, ever been a complimentary player to anybody in his life. 
no. and that you just thought that he's going to roll in here and like, hey, we're going to ask him to do less. We're going to ask him just to say, no, he doesn't. That's not his. It's not the type of music he plays. That's not how right. he rolls. You're I asking just, him to do something that he's incapable of. I agree. And I just feel like I, I still need to know who's decision like i'm so intrigued like i'm not a big palace intrigue guy but i'm very intrigued by the notion of what happened to get him on that team you know what i'm saying like what the actual discussion was lebron said hey i want this guy palinka says i don't know genie says well you two figure it out like where does this actually happen because i think ultimately to push it forward that's important to what we have developing we talked about this a little bit yesterday trap i mean who made that decision what, what do they say all the time who did you know or what did you know and when did you know it? You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Like We're right. kind of in one of those scenarios in terms of culpability for what's happened this season in the front office with the Lakers, for sure. Well, I, I mean, it, it's obvious, isn't it? It's both of them. Neither one of these guys has the juice to do that on their own, right? They, but, but, let me, let's walk through this. Okay. LeBron James walks into Rob Palenka's office and says, I have an idea. What if we go get Russ? Okay, let's say that LeBron is the one that puts it on on, on, on the table to begin with. Rob Polinka, while he certainly can say, sure, let's go do it and, and put the, the, the wheels in motion, mm-hmm. he could also, if he's adamantly opposed to it, I don't think it gets done. Then the opposite is true. If, if Polinka wants to get okay, it, if Polinka's thinking, hey, listen, I want to go get Russell Westbrook, and LeBron looks at him like, what, are you out of your mind? That's never going to work. Then I don't right. think it gets done. I think they both probably went, you know what? Yeah, let, 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 let's go give that a shot. That's why I don't think it's Palenka's fault exclusively, LeBron's fault exclusively. It's the Laker brain trust for not having watched Russell Westbrook for 10 years yeah. and said, no, that's not going to work. No, that's a good point. Everybody is culpable here because I just, man, it's 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 a real bummer too, man. This, this, this whole set had so much promise. And then for it to end this way with the hometown guy kind of limping into the sunset as opposed to riding off. I don't love this for Russell. I'm not going to lie, you know, and I think about this a lot because he's a guy that I was actually talking on my friend's show earlier this morning, and he was asking me about Russell's place in the NBA 75 and what I thought about it. And I was like, you know, honestly, I feel like Russell should have been a player in the 80s and 90s. Like, if he played then, his style of play would have been so much more effective. And I think it would have just been a different type of thing. There's something Because he about- doesn't shoot well? Well, I think because he gets to the rack and he's kind of a hard-nosed guy that would probably be a lot more fit. His his skill set, I just feel, would be more acclimated to the way people played basketball then. You know what I'm saying? And so that kind of that that kind of method, there would be a little bit more method to that madness, in my in my my opinion. You know what I mean? And I just feel like looking back on what Russell Russell Westbrook's career is sort of going to be, it, it's 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 odd to think that a guy who's won as few things as he's won is going to be looked at as highly as he is because of how his, you know what I mean? How, how good he was, but how poorly that translated to a lot of squads. You know, you know what it's going to feel like to me and, and they don't, their games aren't similar, but I think the way that you look at them, especially once the, the benefit of time runs by a little bit, it's going to be a little bit of a Dominique Wilkins situation. My yeah. goodness, what an yeah. incredible talent, what an incredible athlete, a guy that was explosive, a guy that you're flipping channels, you saw Dominique Wilkins, I'm stopping. Let's see what Probably Dominique watch does it. tonight, yeah. right? Same thing with Russ for a long time. But, you know, Russ has been on some good teams. Dominique really wasn't for the vast majority of his career. But it was also one of those that when you put him with other guys, it didn't quite work as well when he was just had the, the, the solo act going. They, they, yeah. they are solo performers much more so than, than, you know, orchestra performers. They don't really fit in like that the way that other guys do. 
It's a good way of putting that. And Dominique is a guy who also was obviously on the 75 NBA list. It was good yep. to see him, by the way, at the halftime thing. That was he's he Dom Dominique looks great, by the by. If you're ever looking for a model to try to figure out where you should <laughs> what 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 tracks of life you should go be going down, consult Dominique Wilkins because he looks I, tremendous. I think they missed an opportunity on that all seventy five. I think everybody I know I know Clyde Frazier got a little uh, a little heat for not wearing the jacket. I would have gone the other way and let Walt d- dress up all seventy five of the guys. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You you tell everyone else what to wear. <laughs> We're not just gonna give you some navy blazer with a little diamond patch that on it. That was a little weird. I was like, why are you, why are you forcing people to wear different things? I mean, wear the same thing. I I didn't really understand that, but I guess whatever. Big they look blazer. like all state brokers. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think they were going for sort of an NFL Hall of Fame kind of Canton feel, and they went a little too far on that. I was like, why would you want to look like that? I, I didn't understand that at all. Are you fully covered? My name's Bill Walton. Why don't you have yeah. a seat right here and let's go over your portfolio and make sure that you're diversified <laughs> you, enough to make sure you that you can survive any market. What Bill Walton would actually say if he had to sell insurance? He'd oh be coming God. up with all sorts of fantastical reasons as to why you needed flood insurance if you lived in Utah or whatever. You know what I mean? like, well, great. he'd also would only sell one policy because he'd never leave. He just right. he just can sit there and talk. Oh, That's okay. Now, yeah, Bill, I bought the policy. What can can you please go? Can you please the doors that way, Bill? <laughs> yeah, the I'd other like way. To, I'd like to keep right. it moving. All right, ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Your favorite duos along the way. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Easy for me to say. Eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. And uh, we talked about it yesterday, and it's it's not going away, Yates. It's actually picking up some steam along the way. LeBron James and the end of the line here in L.A. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, Clinton in for Slee on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I had a feeling people might be into this. People might be into some duos on 2-22-22. It's not the, today would be a good birthday. My, my oldest son, who's hmm. named Bob, so this is a good name for him. His birthday is 010101. Oh, that 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 his, that's his amazing! Is and he's named Bob, and that's not why he's named Bob, <laughs> but that actually uh, fits in there a little bit. Mine is six six ninety six. I'm close, but I'm not just bad. Six six six. Nice, not bad. Nice. Let's try Nate in Monrovia. Nate, you are on with Travis and Clinton Yates. What's up, Nate? What's going on, fellas? Hey, yo. Yeah, you hear me? You there? Yep, we got you. You're on the air, buddy. Oh, sweet. How's it going? How's it going? Great. Still. What you got, Nate? <laughs> I'm going with the old Bannon twins at UCLA. I'm more of an L.A. kid, so I remember one of the first duels I've seen. All right. Thanks, Nate. Appreciate that. The O'Bannon <laughs> twins were tremendous. She said, wow, that was that was." That was Why can't I remember the other O'Bannon brother? It was Ed and who? Charles. Was the other one? Charles, that's yeah. it. Um, yeah. Ed was made Ed, – Ed, Ed turned out to be one of the more important people in the sort of history of the gaming industry because yeah. his lawsuit for the namesake and the likenesses of players – 
you know, hung around for years and ended up ending the NCAA run of EA sports games that were very popular because kids couldn't get played and I mean paid and like you know, people talk about his basketball impact. That, from a business marketing standpoint, was huge. One of the bigger stories that people kind of forget about their legacy in, in terms of who they were as athletes. No, no it, it, it's actually kind of funny when you just lay it out. It, the facts of the matter. There's a video game, okay? And the video game is called NC2A Basketball. And there's a character named Ed who looks like Ed O'Bannon, who wears the number of Ed O'Bannon, yep. who plays for UCLA, only Ed O'Bannon doesn't get any of the money. It's it's an insane proposition on the surface of it, right. and that we just went along with it for so long is it it I, I it, it's it's genuinely funny to me that we are finally to the point. And what Ed O'Bannon played what twenty five years ago? It's yeah. been a long time, <laughs> right. Since Ed O'Bannon was around, and we're finally like, you know what? Maybe the the next Ed O'Bannon should get a little piece of the action. <laughs> you know, and it's pretty wild too because I remember at the time like. I, you know, I remember how that story was received. It was kind of like, who the hell does Ed O'Bannon think he is? You know what I'm saying? And it was like... Someone who knows his value. That's right. who he thinks he <laughs> Exactly. Is. And everybody yeah. thought, like, Ed O'Bannon wasn't... You know, there was a big discussion about whether or not that was going to end Ed O'Bannon's career and all this other stuff. And he was like, look, this isn't even about me. This is just about the basic concept of fairness. And he was right. You know what I mean? When we tell the stories of the histories of video games in this country and how that's developed to where we are, make sure you mention Ed O'Bannon because he is a vital cog in that entire story. Mike yeah, it, it, it's funny. So I, I don't know if it's just that everything because I'm in the bag for LeBron Clinton. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of see everything through a LeBron prism along the way. Um, Emily sent us a, uh, a text during the break, and it's it's kind of an update on the Pelicans and what they're doing. And Zion Williamson apparently has not talked to CJ McCollum since the trade went down. JJ Reddick said that uh, Zion was a detached teammate, and it, mm. it it immediately made me think of LeBron because. Zion Williamson, went, even before he got to Duke, but certainly by the time he got to Duke, was the next big thing. Yeah. He was going to be the guy that was the next megastar in the NBA. He's this big guy. He's incredibly explosive. He's He has a, kind of an electricity, a magnetism about him. That, that cool kind name, of etc. Abso- yeah. Cool name. And it's been a bust. I mean, there's there's no other way to there's no other way to describe it. I'm not saying yeah. it's permanent, but it's been. But he's overweight. He's hurt. And he doesn't play. Go that, that's a really bad combination. I'm a hog. Yeah, there you <laughs> exactly, go. Exactly. Right? He has that carved in wood above his locker. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you knew that or not, but the, 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 it's that information. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're, it has been a bust. Yes, correct. And, and LeBron had expectations that were, in, I mean, to say that they were higher than Zion Williamson's doesn't even begin to cover it. No one has ever had more expectation coming into a league than LeBron James did. And not only did he meet these ridiculous expectations, he exceeded them by a factor of 10 or 100 or 1,000. It's He hasn't missed a move since coming into this league. Not even close. And I say this, I've said this before, this is why people hate LeBron James. Because ever <laughs> since he was 15 years old, all eyeballs have been on him, and he's never done anything wrong. Like, you can point to the decision but ultimately, that ended up raising a bunch of money for kids at, you know, boys and girls clubs. And it was just something that people didn't like. There was no bad acting when it came down to that. You know, was it a little bit of a lame TV show? Sure. But whatever. We learned something from the culture. But, like, you know, the entire existence of LeBron James in the basketball world, this is why I was saying yesterday that, like, in terms of what the NBA and the game is, LeBron is definitely bigger than the Lakers simply because of 
who he is and the time that he existed in. Like the model to just be yourself, be a star, go along with it, back it up, and then proceed to give back to the community in such a way. People forget. When LeBron got in the league, he had two agents. Two years later, he hired all his boys, and guess what? He's now got a lifetime Nike contract. It works, too. You know what I'm saying? People are like, who does this guy think he is? He's just going to hire a bunch of guys from Akron? Well, yeah, he did. And guess what? Now they're running the world. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's really remarkable on a larger level when you think about the American that LeBron James is overall. But quickly, though, let me, before I say this quickly, sure. Zion, though, I, I think that the LeBron element is so hard because, like, it does make it look a little easier than it is. Busts happen all the time sure. in the NBA. All the time. And I feel bad for Zion because you could kind of portend some of this, the foot injuries, the kind of a raw game. It was kind of – he was more of a project than I think a lot of people were looking, realizing as a phenom. And that project has been a failure at this point in terms of his ability to become even half the player he was in college. Well, and this is why everybody here that's frustrated with LeBron and they feel like he's, you know, okay, it's, it's, it's a bad season and he's trying to bounce or he's trying to pressure. Okay, fine. I get that. Here, here's what he's also done. He plays virtually every night and he has for 20 years of his career. You know, obviously he's been a little more hurt here in LA than he has sure. been prior, but he's by NBA standards, pretty durable player. He's never out of shape. He never doesn't go out there and play hard. And then you look at a guy like Zion, well, Zion Williamson's, what is he now, 21? And he's Probably. 40 pounds overweight? I mean, it just, it just speaks to professionalism. It speaks to craft. It speaks to, I'm here to do this. You may not like LeBron. I get it, Laker fans, that he's not your guy, that he didn't need the Lakers to become a legend the way that Kobe did, Shaq did, Magic did, Jerry West. They, 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 they built their bones in a Laker uniform. Yep. LeBron came here as a fully-fledged megastar before he'd ever put on your uniform. I get it. It's more like a Wilt Chamberlain comp than anything else. Yeah, that's probably the best but, one. But it, it doesn't make his time here any less meaningful. And it just it, 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 I don't like it at all, Yates, that this idea will, oh, get rid of him, get rid of him. Like, hold on a second. What he's done for you is real and legit. I'm not saying you got to fall in love with the guy, but you got to give him his due. What he's done is exceptional. They won a championship like that <laughs> Two actually years happened. That might be – I mean, I think that in our lifetimes, let's just add up all of the – okay, we'll knock hockey off the board because we're not sitting here arguing about Stanley Cups, but that Marcel Dion and Dave Taylor, greatest combo in L.A. history. The, the that, triple crown line. There you go. That, That's that my might, That That, that uh, title might be the most forgotten title in sort of modern history in terms of where we rank things, that bubble NBA title, because people are, whether they misrank it because of the bubble or whether or not it's just because it happened in kind of such a weird circumstance with teams that were kind of, I don't want to say forgettable, but like this is arguably going to be the most, if they don't do it again, which, you know, God knows what happens next year, probably going to be one of the more forgettable Lakers championships there were, which is odd. It, well, you know what part of it is too, I think? I, I think it's the opponent. That it was the Miami Heat with, yeah. the, and and I don't mean any disrespect to Jimmy Butler, who I think is great, but when Jimmy Butler's the best player on the other side, it feels you didn't have to go beat Kevin Durant. You didn't have to no. beat Steph Curry. You didn't have to beat LeBron James or, or any of the Giannis or any of these guys that feel like they're in that thinnest slice. Jimmy Butler's in that next slice down. He's, he's in the next it. tier of stars. And 
it was in front of no fans. There was nothing going on. It's, yeah. it's it, you're right. It, it's going to be one of those things. We'll talk more about that. Uh, get some thoughts on LeBron and if, in fact, we are getting close to the end of the line here. What is his legacy in L.A.? How do Laker fans reconcile his turn, his time here in L.A.? It's time for some straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract. No compromise. It's two twenty-two twenty-two. We're talking duos. Let's go to Whittier and David. David, you're on with Travis and Clinton. What's up? What's Morning, up? boys. Well, I got a couple of them for you. I'm older than you. Deacon Jones and Merlin Olson. How okay, but let me stop Garvin you right Olson? there, David. What 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 line did Deacon and Merlin Olson play on? What was the name of that group? The Fearsome Foursome. Come right, on, the Foursome. Well played, Travis. Well played. Okay, I'll do a duel to the second power. Garvey Lopes, <laughs> Russell Say. Okay. And then the greatest duel of all time in L.A., Chick Hearn and Vin Scully at the city of Los Angeles. That that one works for me, David. Well done. I like Scully and Hearn is pretty all time. That that's going to be pretty hard to beat. But you can't say the best duo was the fearsome foursome, just by definition. <laughs> right? That was great. I was like, uh, hold on a second. Like that's two duos. That's a duo of duos. Yeah, that's like a quad. What quad do a quado? Quad box. <laughs> not, exactly. What is exactly. it called? I said quad box because that's what they say on Red Zone when they have four things up at the same time. The quad box, you know? Quad, yeah, there you go. It's a quad box. We had a yeah. quad box in the infield. We had a quad box on the Rams D-line in the uh, 60s. We got quad boxes what all over happening? our city. Yeah. I'll tell you what's happening. Sean McVay could get very, very rich very, very quickly. You know, that's something I like to, to do, do out of my 11 package. I look at my balance every once in a while. I'm the youngest coach that's ever won a Super Bowl. And you know what? I might like to take my talents elsewhere like LeBron James. Hi, I'm Sean McVay. <laughs> Perfect. We'll talk to Sean McVay, apparently. Coming up next, it's Trav and Clinton Yates, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I picture Slee walking around the inside of uh, SoFi, locked behind the gates, like, hello, hello, like kind of like a Baker Mayfield situation in one of those commercials where he's living inside the stadium. He never just, found his way out. I just want everybody to know separately that Emily was dancing to this song. This was a throw your hands in the air like you just don't care situation, just to provide a visual 22. for everybody. There it oh, is. is. See, you gotta, you guys gotta, you gotta loop me in if there's a musical cue that's not Motley Crue from the '80s. I'm probably gonna miss it. <laughs> I, so I was like, I was like, I have a feeling this song is important, so let me pivot over here to Emily and see what this is about because I don't know this song yeah. either. So. Is that and is Taylor's that Taylor version. Swift? Yes, Taylor's version of "22" by Taylor Swift. Version? Who, who's yes. the original artist of that yeah. one? Oh, you don't oh, even you don't know, know this, this whole thing, story? Trav. No. 
Okay. She had to re- okay, here's the basic deal. She re-recorded all her albums because they tried to gank her out of her masters. And she yep. was like, how about I'll redo it? And how about I'll sell more? And how about it worked? So, yeah, she's awesome. Yes. And so this is the, she re-recorded it in 2020. So, anyway, yeah. I, I get really excited about it. But, yes. Clearly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she's feeling it. Um, so, I don't know if you know this, Clinton. You, if you've listened to me and Slee, I know I've mentioned this occasionally. My mother is a, is a regular listener to our program. Mm-hmm. So, she, she has weighed in on the duos. She's very oh. upset that I have not mentioned Sandy Koufax and Don Drysdale as a oh, great Oh, well, you, that's LA a slap on the wrist for you, for mom. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, uh, but, okay, I know that they were teammates, but is it a duo if you never perform your activities together i don't i don't argue with elders so you know that's that's something i'm not gonna do especially not my co-workers elders no but, be my guest she- you know uh and that's also sort of before my time so i mean baseball duos you know like i said unless you're on the middle infield or you guys have some other link it's kind of hard to do it that way for sure yeah i just see mom i told you clinton would be on. Like my see that's what i was trying to avoid that's exactly what i was trying to avoid that's exactly what I was trying to get done. See, I like to I like to that pit one out. side against the See, other and, you know, and make trying. it go like I'm that. Uh, speaking of duos, we're we're talking about duos because today is two twenty two twenty two. This one from John in Huntington Beach. One of my favorite Los Angeles duos was Steve Nash and the Baseline Floor. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank right. you, okay. John. Wow. Okay. This is another one of these things. And I, because I like to take a victory lap that I was right about Russell Westbrook every once in a while, I'm going to take mm-hmm. uh, the opposite of whatever a victory lap is. That was one of those deals with Nash and Dwight and Powell and Kobe. I'm like, oh, let's go. Th- th- this feels like you were really all in work. on that pairing, on that group. I was. I was. Yeah. I thought. I thought that was really going to work out. I didn't know that Steve Nash's back was about to blow up. Yeah, that, I, did, that I didn't. Work. I didn't know that that was about to happen. But that would make some sense. Uh, Eight oh five Raider says, uh, you know, Alan Sliwa's favorite duo would be Eldon Campbell and Anthony <laughs> Peeler, or maybe Tony Smith and Trevor Wilson. Hashtag old school Lakers. Not bad. Uh, Eldon Campbell and Anthony Peeler is a good one. <laughs> like for the rando, you know, I love that bit where he does rando old guy Lakers. It's a fantastic. It's like the funniest thing he does to me. But that's a good one. I like I'm that. trying to think who else could be in there. We could do like a Cedric Sabalos and Nick Eddie Van jo- Exel. I was going to say Eddie Jones and Nick Van Exel could be a <laughs> nice go. combo. You know, there they you were go. there. I mean, that and they were somewhat of a duo. Like you know what I mean? Like that that team was okay with them. You know, what would you say no to if someone offered you 15 million bucks to do it? Clinton, because that reportedly is the number that uh, is floating around out there. Peter King was was writing about this, that about the Sean McVay rumors that, hey, maybe I want to start a family. I'm going to get married. Maybe I'll walk away and do TV. And Tony Romo makes seventeen and a half million dollars a year uh, for CBS. And Sean McVay could get somewhere in the neighborhood of that reportedly, you know, theoretically, if he decided to go do that. And it's the first time that at least for half a second I went, you know, <laughs> that that amount of money may make him turn his head a little bit. You know, Travis, it's something that we talk about a lot in this household. In our meeting rooms, we try to figure out what our financial situation is going to be. <laughs> you know, I talked to the lady, and we really looked over our schemes and our packages, and it's something we might consider. That's something we like to do. We <laughs> practice that. We work on that. I'm Sean McVay. I coach football now, but you never know. No, it's, it's, it's wild. Like, $15 million for one person to do one thing in one game is an insane amount of money to me. Like, I work in this business. I know guys that call games. I respect the hustle. But I just don't understand the value of a broadcaster being that high for any singular football game in any given regular season. Tony Romo's great. Sure. 
It's fun to listen to his enthusiasm. There's other guys that do other things that I like just as much, if not more, than what Tony does. But $15 million, I mean, what is going on with the budget here? That's amazing to me <laughs> that well, you can just drop that on a guy who's literally never done this before, you know? I mean, look, you buy $23 beers. They add up pretty quick. <laughs> you you know, when, when you're doing these things, it, it adds. But I, first of all, the best part of your uh, McVeigh impression, and I like it a lot, as Thanks. someone who enjoys a good impression, it's the packages. It's that gravelly, <laughs> the gravelly way you hit package that really brought that home for me. Because, And, and this is why it kind of comes together like this. This yeah. is why your impression is why I'm convinced he's not going to go do TV anytime soon. You, you can't do that on TV. You can only do that if you are a lunatic who is consumed with football, who has to be in that dark room with the laser pointer for 20 hours a night, talking about this with this package right here, when this, we drag this guy. That, that doesn't exist in the TV universe. That only exists in the head coaching universe, and he is all about coaching football. I don't think Sean McVay would be a bad football analyst. I just think Sean McVay would have to learn how to be a football analyst. And for entry-level jobs, I'm sorry, $15 million a year, that's a lot for somebody who's never done it before. And, you know, when we talk about, like, I don't know, just how the game grows and stuff, it's just it's some some things that happen in the NFL are mind-boggling. And this would be one of them. Like, a, a broadcaster making that much money who's never done it before to me is just, it's amazing. I mean, it, it really, it really would be, I, I mean, I would probably quit football if I could get 15 <laughs> million would, bucks a year and I would to talk about football. normal people, right? We're like, wait, I can do what and get That's $15 true. million? Man. We're not maniacal about getting a football team prepared. And here, here, here's the other thing. Do you know how many people in the history of the NFL as a head coach have won more than two Super Bowls as a head coach in the whole? I mean, the, 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 it's got to be less than five. It's four. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's, it's Belichick, Chuck Knoll, Joe Gibbs, and Bill Walsh. Those okay. are the only guys. That's it. Okay? That's the list. That's the list of guys that have won more than two of these. There's only a handful, couple of handfuls of guys that have won two. It's Don Shula, Tom Landry, Bill Parcells, Vince Lombardi, Tom Flores, Jimmy Johnson, George Seifert, uh, Mike Shanahan, and Tom Coughlin. Okay? okay? So it's, what is that? That's two, four, six. It's nine guys. That's, that's a, yeah, that's still under 10. That's a single-digit number. Sean yeah. McVay is still, this is the craziest part of all, he's still the youngest coach in the NFL. He's been here five That's years. True. He's still the youngest guy in this whole league. He's, he's been he's to the a, Super Bowl twice. He's the youngest guy. He was the youngest guy when he was hired. He's the youngest guy to ever make the playoffs. He's the youngest guy to ever win a playoff game. Other youngest guy to also ever um, go to two Super Bowls. And the youngest guy to ever win Coach of the Year. The reason I say all that, though, Trav, is because that actually might be a reason for him to walk away. What else is he going to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, sure. You can you can win a bunch more Super Bowls, so you're in that other club of guys who aren't really around football anymore. But, like, at the same time, he doesn't have anything. There's no person that can't say he wasn't a great NFL coach. And I, Listen, I used to say he gets too cute by a half, and I hate it, and sometimes he makes himself seem like he's trying to be smarter than he is. But whatever. He won the Super Bowl, so I'm going to shut up about that. You know what I mean? <laughs> he was right. It's okay. But now that that's happened – I think it's a completely different world that he's looking at, man. I just I, – I would not be surprised. Like, maybe not this offseason, but if next offseason, even if they don't make a huge run, I wouldn't be stunned at all. What's his contract situation? When does that end? He's up at the end of next year. So they're going the to they're, they're redo him very soon for a very large amount. Now, I don't think it's $15 million a year money. That's not coming. No. But here, the other part, too, Yates, is TV's not going anywhere. 
I, I think true. we I think we both agree Sean McVay is not a flash in the pan. This is five years of football. All five of those years have been somewhere between pretty good and excellent. Okay? And the, the best, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So this idea that it's going to come unglued I think is very unlikely. Now, will there be a regression? Probably because you can't win the Super Bowl every year. TV's not going anywhere. He could coach another 10 years and be 46 and then yeah. go do TV for another 20 seasons. This is why I just – and I really do think that there are there are guys, whether it's Nick Saban or Bill Belichick or, or these guys that they're driven by the methodology of what they do, much right. more so than necessarily the result of what the methodology yields. I get it. They're scheduling freaks. They like all of the super organized and like detailed structure. That's part of their whole operation. I get that. By the way, Taylor says he thinks McVay will go to the Oculus. That's very funny. <laughs> the metaverse guys, pay attention. <laughs> He'd fit in. I'd, I'd buy it. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, did you see? Coming up next, it's Travis Slee. Yates is in for Slee, 710. That's ESPN. something that we like to do here. I'm Sean McVay. <laughs> Before, hey, did you see, hey, did you see that we're going to do an Ask Yates at 12.15 today? Just because yes. it's a Tuesday doesn't mean we're not doing that. And we're doing, hey, did you see right now? Taylor, what do you got? Did you see that it would have been Steve Irwin's 60th birthday today in honor of one of the most universally loved nice guys of all time? I have a question, a would you rather question. Would you rather get drunk with Steve Irwin, Mr. Rogers, Bob Ross, or Alex Trebek? Oh, this is this is a non-question for me. I, I, this I is, one jumped out at me, Yates. You go first. Hundred percent, Bob Ross. Are you kidding? Really? Me? Yes. Happy little trees, because you're probably doing something else with Bob Ross as well. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Talk about duos in yeah. this lifetime. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. You know what I mean? He's he's like that guy. I mean, maybe because he's sort of like the person who I find the most interesting out of all these people that I say that. But like, yeah, Bob Ross. I mean, that guy probably man. You're definitely going to be in the most picturesque place. You know what I mean? He's Wherever gonna you it, are. One he's going to have the money chalet or whatever <laughs> up in the hills so he can look out and do his stuff with the with the canvas and stuff. I love Bob Ross. What Bob, an option. Bob, Bob Ross is interesting. Um, see, here, here's why Bob Ross would not be my choice. Bo Bob Ross would be down the list for me because if I'm going to go out and have a couple of drinks with somebody and, and hang out and, and tell stories, I want some stuff. Want, I, okay. I, I want I you want mean, a little yeah. bit of edge. I want a little bit of a you know who's a real blankety blank. I want some of that, and I'm pretty sure Trebek would give me that. Oh yeah, I, I mean I, Trebek had edge, right? Like there was nothing I liked more than when Jeopardy would get, and every once in a while he'd just take out an absolute dagger and just dig it into somebody. It was always pretty quick, but always very, very sharp and pointed. So I, I and he's smart. He's interesting. He's lived an interesting life. So uh, I would take Trebek, I think. Trebek is good. I was, you know, if I'm out, I don't know that I was thinking more of a, perhaps a dinner affair with Bob Ross, maybe a nice <laughs> Chianti. Anyway, um, the problem with Steve Irwin is that like, you know, history shows Reckless behavior, you know what I mean? Like, not really but sure. That's I a fun get party. But that's not really sure. I want to get hammered with a guy who's doing things like that. That's not good for business. You know what how, I mean? I how long ago here. did Steve Irwin die? It's got to be close to twenty years ago, right? It's I mean, something like. That. I know yeah. that it's 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 long enough that people definitely joke about it on the internet. Okay, so you know that's what, what I was getting at. So let, let me let me go to the next. I need to phase feel clear about <laughs> yeah. this joke. It's I'm been not twenty years. I feel this is okay. Banged out by a stingray. All right. When you 
yank the chain of wild animals for a while, and then ultimately <laughs> that's how you go, I just have a hard time of really saying, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this happened. No, I can believe it. I can. I get that it was a, a pretty rare occurrence, but when you're constantly near wild creatures and they act wildly, at, yes. I don't I mean, stingray's gonna literally stingray. That's why it's called a stingray. Yes. Yeah, but I want to party with him because he's gonna—he's so much fun. He's gonna go out, and I want to be—I want to have a wild day in the Sahara with him nope. or something. Then like you that. might not come back. That might yeah, be your yeah, last yeah, sure. one. Hey. Have a wild day. Hey, with watch no me go night. Up and yank this cheetah's tail. What could go wrong? <laughs> well, a lot of things. Blimey. <laughs> we see he's no longer here. Yeah. Crikey. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was his. Uh, that was his line. Crikey. That's What's my contribution. His kid does the same thing. It's it's the family business. He's chasing animals. Yeah, Bendy. Yeah, it's not it's quite insurance or uh, medicine. Yes, is that's it? <laughs> little, tough. Go. Little different. The local hardware store or pull on an alligator's tail. What are you going to do? No All right, Taylor. No love next? for Mister Rogers, huh? <laughs> Mister Rogers. Okay, so hold on. Mister Rogers is your designated driver in that situation. <laughs> he can be there. You got to have, you keep Mr. Rogers around in case somebody's got to talk to the cops or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You got to have a Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Hello, He's neighbor. that kind of guy in your crew. That's a good, no, this is an extremely hey, Fred, resourceful. Fred, important. go talk to Detective Sullivan. Go, yeah, go score yeah. this away. You handle that. <laughs> Taylor, that's who you are in this crew at this point as well, too. If we're ever getting loose in the studio and people come up, we're sending you down to talk Taylor. to them. That's Knock what we're doing. Out. If That's you can handle great. it. Tell That's them to go great. to the Oculus or whatever. <laughs> okay, next question. Did you see we're hosting uh, Versus here on 710 ESPN? Okay. Oh, okay. are we? No, I lied. But um, let's just okay. say that we did. So who would be the MC, and who's your favorite for best highlights? I'm not sure I understand the question. I like, understand the question. Are okay. you saying between hosts, who's got the best highlights and who would face off against one another? Because we could just do – we would have to go cross-show. It, it wouldn't be fun to do like Mason versus Ireland. That's not fun. And do you want to host, Clinton? I could host this for sure. Well, it couldn't be uh, Sedano or Cap. It couldn't be me or Al, and it couldn't no. be John or Steve. You'd have you, to do like you us? versus John or like right. Sliwa versus Cap or something like that. I, exactly right. So, you, Clinton, I think you're actually a pretty good uh, a I choice host this. to host. Yeah. You, you I can, can host set this, this up. How are you, like, give, me, give me a rundown. Give me how you're going to set this up. Give me some I'm going to say here's what we're going to do. We're going to do – we'll probably do best – we'd have different categories. How you handle – the best caller dunks. I love it when people dunk on callers. That's always fun. <laughs> We'd have the best, like, cuss out from one to your co-host. You know what I mean? Like, where you were just giving them the business. Um, probably, like, the best accident. You know what I mean? Like, when something goes really wrong and, like, you've got to, like, deal with it. You've got to lean into it, right. Those, those are my first three. And then the fourth would just be, I, I don't even know, probably best. I don't even I, know. I think we got to do. There's got to be some sort commitment of commitment to the bit. Benchmark yes. commitment to the bit, and that's, that's why I think Slee is going to go right to the top of the list because ask Slee, he hates it, so that makes it the that's best a bit that we commitment have. Commitment to the bit, yeah. So that's uh, that goes right to the top. That's true. Lie of the day is shaved eyebrow. Lie of the day is good. Lie of the day is good. Shaved eyebrow is tough. It's tough to top shaved eyebrow because I don't want like, to. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to yeah, say, that's like can, actual body parts. So if no that's the you. win you got to have, you can have it. Mason can Mace, have the eyebrow. Mace that has a, a lot win. of good highlights, though. Yeah. Because Mace does a lot of stuff. He's one of those old school radio guys that is here for the stunt game at all times. <laughs> Love that about him. Absolutely. Did you see NBA halftime entertainers, so contortionists, acrobats, frisbee catching dogs, typically make $1,500 to to $5,000 a show? So my question is, does the NBA have the best halftime or intermission format in sports? Huh. 
I like it. So uh, having covered the NFL for the last, you know, six years, mm-hmm. NFL halftime can get pretty elaborate. You know, let's just put the Super Bowl aside. That, yeah, that, that's, that's too it, big of a – That's, that's its own a, thing. Right. But just your standard NFL halftime, I mean, the, the Rams have a concert about half the time, and there's right. always something kind of – so it, it's fancy and it's elaborate. I, You know, kind of going back to what you were saying a second ago, yeah, it's just – I kind of like the stunt factor. I kind of like the thing you don't see all that often. The woman, I want to say, I forget her name, but the woman that on the tricycle red that panda. throws the red balls panda. on her head. That's amazing. Do not forget the name of the legend of I the red panda. I threw her plates one time. I, I could watch her do that every day and never get bored of it. Hold on. What did you say, Emily? So I threw her plates one time. So I used to work for uh, UVA's like promotions and like in-game working stuff. So I helped with halftime shows. So I was one of the people that threw her stuff one time for UVA. You have had a professional interaction <laughs> yeah. with the red it's panda? very nice. That's amazing. Wow. I'm so impressed. That's she, really cool. She's great. I'm, those- I'm being genuine here. <laughs> no, I, know. I, I, you're, I, you're I love this. Away. Yeah. And you know those quick change people too? Uh, I helped with them too. They were, they were a little bit high maintenance, but they wanted a okay. Diet Coke. Like they wanted a case of Diet Coke for them. And it was, I was like, Oh, okay, the rider? They had a long rider? Okay. <laughs> no, no red M&M's, Diet Coke exclusively. Exactly. And, uh, red don't Panda was very lovely. eye contact. No, she, <laughs> Red Panda is amazing. The dogs that can do tricks. Like, I, I love that. I like yeah. the acrobats they bring out to do dunks off the trampolines and everything. There, the NBA has the perfect amount of like high class entertainment and also kind of state fairy things. Yes, the, the carnival time. element. Yeah. I was just about to say that is not lost on what's going on, and that's I, yeah, that's very cool. You, what did you say, Taylor? Fifteen hundred to five thousand dollars. That's reasonably good compensation too. I'm glad yeah, to know that they're not skimping them out for a dog. <laughs> Red Panda better be getting the five grand, by the way. I was going to say, she better be at the top end of that sliding scale of pay grade because she's bringing she, – I mean, I legitimately love that act. She, she's there's a 30 a, uh, for 30 about There's it. a 30 for 30 about it. I was just about to say well, that, yeah. Okay, I, I'm always – like her act or trapeze or any of these things that are inherently dangerous, right? Yes. How do you do that the very first time? Like, how do you Bro. say, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be on a unicycle. I'm going to be 30 feet in the air. I'm going to catch bowls on my head. And today's the first day we're going to live try that. We're going to go, we're going to go hot with that. <laughs> we're, stuff we're, 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 we're going live with that. <laughs> Let me explain something to y'all. If you don't know this out there, listeners, there are three elements of what Red Panda does. Number one, Riding a unicycle, okay? Number two, balancing the bulls. Number three, catching the bulls. Let me explain something. Number one is probably the (laughs) hardest of all of these things. Riding a unicycle is much more difficult than people realize. Oh, what could it be? It's only one wheel. That's the problem. On a bicycle, the second wheel is what helps you balance. <laughs> the idea of riding a unicycle alone is enough of a party trick that I would watch regulars do it just to, you know, see them try to race each other, and it would be <laughs> hilarious. You know what I'm saying? The fact that she can do that with bowls coming at her, flying every it's 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 unbelievable. It's like the eighth one she's, she's one in a million. She's fantastic. More Red Panda. LeBron yes. and AD, supposed to be one of the best duos in the league. Are we done with that already? Plus... A lot of people trying to say that uh, we got to bring back the handshake line. Uh, No, we don't. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.